Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. What? Yeah, it's a happy hour, happy week. Yes, it is. Right? Yep. We shoved that Republican recall up their ass uh-huh. out here in California. We're celebrating. Damn, that was a landslide, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Good. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna I, write this this week's happy hour guest. I'm going to credit Uncle Rob Reiner because what did I say? I told Michelle Reiner, I said it was that last interview, him <laughs> screaming at everybody that yep. got out the final vote yeah. for the for the landslide. <laughs> yes. Um, and we talked about a lot of other stuff with Rob Reiner because he is a legend. Yeah. And I believe we quoted every line from every movie that he's done. And then some. Yeah. Which is hard to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, Judy Gold, who's just uh, hilarious. We've, this is a b- big bonanza happy hour because we went with the two hilariously funny, right? Rob right. Reiner and Judy Gold. And yes. then what happened? Frank Laguzzi, former FBI, came Dude. in at the end of the week with a Nicki Minaj ball joke that just blew the fucking roof off the sucker. Right? Mm-hmm. Blew up Twitter. We got publicity over it. So we're adding Frank Laguzzi and his ball joke, which he did with a completely straight face. No one saw that coming. Yeah, we did not see that coming. He just slapped us in the face with that yeah. tea bag. You you know, you expect that from Judy Gold. Yes. You know, just lowbrow ball humor. Yeah. But you don't expect that from Frank Laguzzi. Nope. So it is a, a triple. It's a triple threat. Unbelievably. Big bonanza. Because a lot of ball talk. Way too much ball talk for... Ugh. For a lesbian, I, this week. <laughs> I was of, down for right? it. So many balls. So much time. Okay, enjoy this big bonanza triple happy hour, everybody. What? I know you're thinking recalling Gavin Newsom would be uh, inconceivable, like uh, rodents of unusual size. I know you can't believe but it could happen. It could happen, but it <laughs> won't. And that's why we need to turn it up to 11. But I'm going to oh, do really? every single, no. yes, I am going to do every single catchphrase before I say, good morning, Rob Reiner. I'll have what you're having. <laughs> good one. Good one. You went up to me. That was a good one, Mr. Man. Thank you. you dirty bird. And get out of the cock a duty car. <laughs> and put your ballot in the box. This could go on all morning. Uh-huh. I just, there was no one I wanted to scream at us more than you this morning, the day before yeah. the recall. Because, listen, first of all, we worked, we know Larry Elder. We, my show was on after his, after uh-huh. KBC. We saw him every day. You know me, Rob. We're friends. Radio hosts are not qualified to do anything, even this. I mean, the fact the fact that the fifth largest economy in the world could be run by some right-wing radio whack is just terrifying. 
isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, we've got to figure out a different system here because this is nothing but a power grab. I mean, there's no there's no valid reason to to recall Governor Newsom at this point. It's it's ridiculous. This is just Republicans doing anything they can to grab power because they don't stand for anything. There's no agenda. There are no uh, policy issues that they stand on. It's just nothing. So they they have to grab power. I mean, if you had people from other states ask you, why is he being recalled? And I'm like, I don't know, because he won in a landslide, because he's more handsome than most people. I don't know. I mean, Larry Elder's commercials literally are like, he looks like the guy that stole your girlfriend. He thinks he's better than you. I'm like, is this an actual campaign? It is. Yeah, no, I mean, people ask me that same question, and I don't have an answer. I don't know why, I, except for the fact that the Republicans are trying to steal yeah. steal an election, and, and they're they already and they're already saying it's it's already rigged, mm-hmm. it's already fake. We've yeah. already well, it's already been stolen. Their, yeah, that's their new playbook. Basically, yeah. before the election even starts, they say uh, it's rigged, it's stolen. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy what's happening. And, and you said, you know, they'll 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 drink the sand. I mean, that's a, a you know a line from our film, but. But the fact of the matter is that's where we have come to. We've got the other side literally drinking the sand. I mean, not literally, but I mean, they're they're taking a horse dewormer. I mean, it's, you know, they want leadership, so they'll, you know, go for anything. Yeah, and trust me, Larry Elder is just anyone that steps to a microphone. (laughs) Trust me, after having worked with him. I mean, it's just, it's... I, well, what can you tell me about him? What can you tell me about him? He was a misogynist then. He never stopped looking at my producer's. <laughs> I mean, it was just I, okay. I don't. I mean, yes, he's he, a, a misogynist, and yet he's got Rose McGowan yeah. standing next to him on the stump. Yeah, what is that about, dear God? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, she's lost her mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, okay. Well, anyway, so no, we knew Larry, Larry Elder. It just, I, it's like some people. You know, there was somebody that did a, a piece that interviewed him that where he basically admitted it was just shtick on the air. And that's what I can tell you, Larry, from doing this. Or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what did I just call you, Larry? Yes. Rob, yeah. from doing this, I can tell you it's just it's for ratings. It's shtick. You know, same yeah. thing when I used to, you know, know Ann Coulter off air. It's it's yes. it, people like that should not be running things. They do it for ratings, for shock value, mm-hmm. for clicks, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. You're 100 percent right. You've got all those uh those commentators over at Fox News, and they're all, you know, talking about how you shouldn't be forced to get vaccinated, you shouldn't be forced to wear a mask, and yet they're all vaccinated. Right. So it is a shtick. I mean, it is because they're trying to draw their base, their ratings points. Wasn't that a brilliant stroke, by the way, in Biden's speech, is saying yes. Fox News, every, every a lot of places have to be vaccinated, Fox News, because I bet a lot of Fox News viewers didn't know that. I thought it was brilliant that he mentioned that. Yeah. And by the way, he said that. So those people, you can't reach them. They don't believe anything. So if he said it, they don't believe it. And when the Fox News people, you know, Tucker Carlson or Laura Ingram or Sean Hannity go on, they don't they say, oh, they it's not true. They're not really vaccinated. They're, now they're just saying that right. I mean, you cannot reach those people. They're yeah. living in some kind of strange, weird world. So we have to just not bother with that and get the people that we care about that are where people who believe in reality get them out to the polls and and today and tomorrow yeah. the last two days 
to get out there and vote no on this ridiculous recall. Yeah, and he did a great job, Newsom, on the on the COVID. He, we have a surplus out here in California. He won with, what, 63% of the vote? And ironically, Rob, it's the party that doesn't believe in COVID right. that said, oh, we need more time to get signatures because of COVID. You know, and we let them do it. But we've got to change this ridiculous rule out here, don't we? For, I mean, this yeah, is terrifying. I mean, there has to be a reason to recall somebody. Yeah. You can't just say... I'll get enough signatures on a ballot and recall them because I don't like the guy. Yeah. I mean, I just don't like him personally or whatever. I mean, it's got to be, and, you know, there has to be some kind of either malfeasance, fraud, uh, stealing uh, state funds or something like that. That has to be shown. Yeah. And we, you and I know from 2016, right, about polling, just the fact that now, you know, it's like 60, 40, you know, against recalling Newsom. Don't look at the polls because no. Republicans do tend to turn out day of because they, you yes. know, Trump has started this BS about mail-in voting. So just vote, 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 get everybody you know to vote because I, by the way, have I mentioned to you, Rob, I'm going to die mad about what happened to Hillary? <laughs> I listen, I, I'm with you on that. It, you know, every time I see her on Twitter or on television, whatever, yeah. it gets me upset. It gets me upset to know that somebody who won by three million votes literally had the, you know, the uh, opposition had the help of Russian involvement to, to make that happen. And nothing happened as a result. Yeah. We impeached uh, 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 Trump twice. Nothing. He's never been held accountable for any of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, to that, you you've been all over twitter god bless you saying calling on merrick garland if you don't prosecute trump for his deadly attempt to overthrow the united states government democracy will not survive uh you said put democracy back on track voting rights majority rule prosecute trump for trying to destroy it um you said we're living under the tyranny of the minority i don't remember voting for joe manchin for president i mean it really is i just i don't even know how to say it rob a dire time when you have george w bush drawing a line between 9 11 and 1 6 yesterday and us going Yay! Oh, George Bush. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, no. But it's true. It is true. I mean, we have some allies in very conservative people like Liz Cheney, like George Bush, like uh, Adam Kinzinger. We have people who are living in the real world, who know that two plus two is four. We have those people, but they don't seem to be carrying sway over people who are living in 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 the the front the loon you know so it used to be called the the lunatic fringe yeah now yeah. it's just out there you know it's like it's like uh, right on the surface i rob i was saying when i opened the show just on all the 911 stuff happening this weekend i i blame a lot of this on trump i really do i i i think he is the worst thing that's ever happened to this country when you when you look at the death toll from covid which I blame him for a lot of it. It's more than all of our wars combined. We're having a 9-11 every two days. I mean, yeah. Charlottesville, Muslim ban, he has played to all of the, our worst instincts yeah. and I think is is a large part of where we are today on COVID and everything else, don't I, you think, I, I, in our division? I, I agree with that. And the biggest threat that he has created is the threat to democracy itself. We are now in a place where democracy is is hanging by a thread and yes, we were always divided, but he drove a big wedge into that to the point where you've got, I don't know if it's a 25% or a third of the American public that wants autocracy. 
And, is, and we know from the past that autocracy can take over a country with 25, 30% if the way the system is, is constructed. So here you have this recall where a small minority of people have a chance to recall somebody who, like you said, got 63% of the vote. We have uh, Hillary Clinton losing with 3 million more votes. With a little tweak here and there in three or four states, Biden, who won by seven to eight million votes, could be the loser. So we have this rise in autocracy that is right at our doorstep. And if we don't get voting rights, we have to defeat the, you know, the recall, yeah. but we've got to get voting rights. If we don't have solid voting rights where everybody has access to the ballot box, we are going to slip into an autocracy. I, Rob, I'm heartened, like, as I think you are. You tweeted the mark of a great president, a man who's willing to stand up and fight for all of us, even the ignorant and misguided. We have such a man in Joe Biden. I love what he did on vaccine mandates. And I, I think you've heard that he's going to pick up the phone to moderate Democrats, because as you said, you also said on Twitter, whether it's vaccine, voting rights, climate change or investigating a deadly insurrection, we're sick and tired of being tyrannized by an ignorant minority enough. Let majority rule. So yeah. let's hope he picks up the phone and LBJ's the bejesus, speaking of your other movie, LBJ's the bejesus out of Joe Biden or whatever he has to, or Joe Manchin, or whatever he has to do. There's got to yeah. be a carve out, at least for voting rights, doesn't there? Yes. Yeah, there does, there, there, there does have to be. And if we don't, if we don't get real voting rights where everybody has access to the ballot box, we'll lose the democracy. And I think that President Biden understands that. I think his head right now is in the infrastructure. I mean, obviously the pandemic and getting the infrastructure bill through, which they'll do, they'll get that through in some form, it'll go through, but then the next big fight has to be on voting rights. And I believe he's, as they say, willing to lean in and lean in big on that. Yeah. Look at women's rights. Mm-hmm. I I have a, a new opening line. Good morning, Gilead. I'll be your host body this morning. My name is Stephanie. It's funny, Rob. That's funny. I, they, I although they pointed out to me. It's that te- it's the Texas uh, bill. I get it. I yeah, know. I was worried about getting headphones over my handmaid's hat, and they reminded me that women won't be able to talk anyway. So that won't be a, a problem. problem, right? Once we become Gilead, okay. You uh, you <laughs> you also said on Twitter, this is my favorite. When you hear Trump say that Robert E. Lee would have been victorious in Afghanistan, you once again are reminded what a huge <laughs> moron he this man is. Yeah, yeah. And when I use that term effing moron i was just uh, quoting rex tillerson yes, yes. just his who cabinet also, who also called his cabinet secretary of of state who called him that it's one of my favorite news corrections i'm sorry he did not call him a moron he called him a moron yeah. okay <laughs> but i mean wasn't this weekend just that he's just a disgrace mm-hmm. and a monstrosity yeah, no, he's calling a boxing match and attacking biden and Oh, I just no, and and by the way, as outraged as we are, that's how much his followers love him. They love that he went and called a boxing match. They love that he thumbed his nose and he wouldn't. First of all, he couldn't go down to ground zero with all the other presidents because he'd be booed down there. Yeah. And he knows it. You know, so his followers love that he's, you know, they're, you know, calling a boxing match with the Vander Holofield, who's, you know, his average age is deceased in that (laughs) match. (laughs) So, Rob, do you, I mean, what do you think is, I mean, obviously Merrick Garland has made some good moves. I know a lot of us have been on patient. He's made some good moves of late, but I agree with you. He's got, 
Trump has got to be prosecuted. We've got to go to yeah. the top of 9-11 or it's just a, a training exercise. It's, it's, it's yeah, happening no, I, already in an ongoing way. It's going to happen again. And I want to believe, this is what I want to believe, that there are so many uh, cases to prosecute from, from uh, January 6th that he is building the case, that he is prosecuting the, the, the insurrectionists that were right there at the Capitol. And hopefully it'll rise up to where we take the people responsible to task, and that is Trump, uh, and that is you know some members of Congress, and hopefully the January 6th Commission and Merrick Garland will bring that to light. I'm hoping that that happens, because if it doesn't happen, if we're saying it's okay for the President of the United States to try to overturn the United States government with, a, with deadly force, then we don't have a, a democracy anymore. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to be held accountable. Something has to be done here. Yeah. And I want to believe that Merrick Garland is building that case because if he decides not to prosecute for whatever reasons, whether you call it political payback, it's not political payback. There was a group of people that tried to overthrow the government. Yeah. And that capital has not been attacked since 1812. So if you don't prosecute that and the, and the people who are responsible, Trump and others, then, uh, you know, I give up. I give up. We all have to give up and yeah. say this is not a democracy anymore. Yeah. Well, we can't give up here in California. I'm going to get your point is you got to get in your cockadoody car and you got to turn it up to 11. And it, tomorrow is the last day to vote and the vote no on the recall in California. Right, Uncle Rob? Yes. And I'm glad for you to quote as many as you can. Don't drink the sand. Because, because you know, Stephanie, there's a fine line between stupid and clever. That's right. <laughs> Good luck, Storm in the Castle. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Speaking of big, she's still big. It's comedy that got small. She is bigger. She is bigger than Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls, ladies and gentlemen. Judy Gold! People of Earth, say hello to Judy Gold. Oh my God, that's what? That's my favorite transition ever. <laughs> Can I come to City Winery uh, this Friday when you will be uh, performing at 7 o'clock and say, ladies and gentlemen, she's bigger than Nicki Minaj's cousin's balls. <laughs> yeah. Cousin's friend's balls. I, I bring you to say that. Judy Gold. Judy Gold. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I am, I'm, yeah. Can I just, not that much bigger. <laughs> Can I just say I love on Twitter? You are obviously one of the finest comedians in the country, and on Twitter you just become a heckler. Susan Collins tweeted something, and you just said you suck. I just I don't know why I just love that. Just you suck. Yeah. I, I hate I hate her. Like I sometimes I just I mean you know like you can either get sucked into the vortex of anger. Yep. Um, where you could write like a novel of what. Of, Yes. What a jerk these people, like how horrible and mean these people are and destructive. And, uh, or you can just write, you suck. You just suck. <laughs> you just suck. Um, yeah. So what, how is it feeling uh, performing live? You know, we're bringing Sexy Liberal back. 
uh, October, tw- October 23rd. That's right. But, Judy, you, the same for your show. You have to be vaxxed and masked. That's what we're saying. Yes. It seems like performers are splitting. These right-wing douchebags uh, yeah. will not perform at places that require vaccination. I'm like, are you on a death mission for yourself it's, and your audience? You know, I know. Well, you know better than anyone. Our community was never divided. It right. was never divided. We right. were such a close-knit. Comedians always had each other's back. I don't, this whole, I mean, the last five to 10 years, I don't know what's happened, Yeah. but it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. It's not about you. You know what I mean? It's not, it's right. about other people. Like if you don't want to get vaxxed, then, then you have to live with the, first of all, I hate you, but you have <laughs> to live you suck. with that decision and how it affects other people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in Provincetown right now. So being, and we were indoors and ma- ma- masks and vax yeah. cards and the masks, it's hard to do, you know, it's hard yeah. to do stand up where you can't see, but right. it's fun. Uh, you figure it out. But there were two uh, women who uh, went up to the box office and they said, uh, we want to see Judy. And uh, they said, okay, you need, we need to see your Vax card and um, uh, you have to wear a mask. And they're like, you know what? You know, and just went crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what? She could have had two people in her show. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I don't even want you in my show, but this is the best song. You know, last year I performed outside and this year we performed inside yeah. with these mandates and restrictions. And I'm not kidding. Two weeks ago, I'm on stage. And you know, the audiences in Provincetown are amazing. Yeah. A lot of them are on vacation. They're also very, you know, they're LGBTQ plus or LGBTQ plus friendly. Plus they're smart. They read. Right. Yeah. And I'm in the middle. I just finished a joke and I'm not kidding. Someone heckles from the back. Stephanie Miller. It's <laughs> <laughs> a perfectly good heckle. It doesn't know what it means. <laughs> And I said, uh-huh. <laughs> well, like, what am I supposed to? Is that like we're at an improv? And I'm supposed to- <laughs> word association? But it's so. Did be so, honest. Did you say the C word? Is that what you said? Was no, it word association? I said, I love Stephanie Miller. What do you want? You know, it was just out of nowhere. It had nothing to do with the material I was doing. But I do get, you know, a lot of people stop me. And, oh. and a lot of people, I'm not kidding. And they're like, you're one of the top you know three to five shows where people stop me and say you know i heard you on oh i love you on stuff i'm not kidding the steph heads are they are they are epic yeah. they are epic they're, uh, good. Legion. they're good they're legion yeah what that they're but they know of, they know of my white hot love for you yeah. for what going yeah. on 30 years now i uh... i know it's been amazing but you look really good oh like i you. you stay thin like you don't have the menopausal <laughs> antidepressant she's only 40 Yes, uh, Carol Burnett. Oh, right. Jody's mom, Carol Burnett, is. Oh, do I need to play it for Judy? Hang on a second. I just <laughs> plays I, it for everyone. Do, she listen, plays it for everyone. I only have a couple more weeks until my birthday. <laughs> and Judy knows this to be true because she knew me in New York when you were ten. Oh my right. God, that's right. Yeah. Hey Stephanie, it's Carol Burnett. I just want to wish you a very happy fortieth birthday in September. Love you. Okay. All right. Meet Judy's face. So, you obviously <laughs> hate uh, Carol Burnett. You hate a comedy legend if you do not think I'm turning Look at 40. Judy's face. <laughs> it's, it's Judy's face. <laughs> How do I get one of those? <laughs> When's your birthday? November 15th. November 15th. And you'll be 40? 
Yes. I will be. Yes, I will. Be yes, trying. if I'm forty, Judy's forty. Okay, yeah, yeah we're I'll, both forty. I'll call mom and have her call me, oh and I'll have it get to Stephanie oh, and get Jody, it to you. You're like you're, no, no. Carol Burnett's private cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't. I mean, like a part of my growing up, like a part of who I am. That yeah. is that that woman. Yeah, is a part me of me too. That's you know, weird. She, she, uh, Jody tells this great story about they ran into Jennifer Aniston and her mom said to her, Jennifer Aniston knows who I am. <laughs> Jody's oh like, mom, any woman yeah. in comedy knows who you are. You like, Did you're you the inspiration see? for every woman in comedy. Well, when Elon Musk uh, hosted SNL, I don't know if you saw my tweet, Mm-mm. but I said the fact that Carol Burnett has never hosted SNL is, yeah. you know, and Elon Musk, <laughs> who... You know, it's just, it says so much about uh, who we are. I mean, he is the perfect host for SNL. (laughs) Right, right. By the way, it's what what I was thinking of. Jim Brewer, is that his Uh name? Jim Brewer. From SNL. He's the latest comic, Judy, that said, I won't perform anywhere where they are requiring vaccination. Like, why? Because, Chris, you know, I've been nervous about this. Like, we obviously had to cancel the entire tour last Last year. year. We, you know, the Barrymore has always been great in Madison. Mm-hmm. Like they right away yeah. said, absolutely, we will require proof because that was our only. We we're like, you have to right. require proof of vaccination. So they were. There's no way. Obviously, we would have done it any other way. But you know, and also masking, Judy, like you're doing. But I was still nervous there for a while. I was like, oh, some people are getting breakthrough infections and blah blah blah. But I, I think it's amazing to me that performers have split that way now. That there are performers it's- that will not perform somewhere. Where they require vaccination, which you know is insane. What the, I, you know, you know why I think it's so upsetting to us because it says something about that person mm-hmm. that we didn't know, or that yeah. you yeah. know that is so, you know, oppositional. But it it really says it says something bigger about who they are, yeah. and also tells me I didn't know who they are. You know, like I yeah. I was, you know. I yeah. was like, I'm like, it's it's shocking. Eric Clapton you know? is my favorite because he's concerned about what's in the vaccine, and he did a song called "Cocaine," but right, <laughs> an anthem <laughs> to cocaine. <laughs> but you know, it's that it's that meme that was going around that dogs can't play with each other right. until they've had their shots. Yes, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't do. We couldn't even think of stuff to write like this about people taking horse dewormer, and I don't know. Betadine is the latest thing people are right, right, right. I mean, I don't. Is, yeah. But it's it's also like I'm, I'm going to cancel my show. Okay, cancel your shows because because you're going to have a su- you'd rather have a super spreader event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Well, and and Patton, ridiculous. Patton Oswald, you know, you I love that's him. St- yeah, I love him because he basically said he's doing shows everywhere. Yeah. But he said in Florida and is it Utah? They would not do proof of vaccination, and so he said it's not coming there. Right. He's doing the rest of the tour, but he's not. Right, you know, right, right. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah, not, I'm. It's. It's, oh, it's just so selfish. It's so selfish. And then, what about how they call us snowflakes? And then you read, I'm reading articles of how to talk to the anti-vaxxer. Mm-hmm. How to talk to an anti-vaxxer. Here's how you talk to them. I hate you. <laughs> get away from me. You, don't yes. go to the hospital if you get COVID. Exactly. Bye. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing the G version of this, but it has <laughs> other words in it. Yeah, okay? none of them are As doing their own. That. None of them right. are doing their own research when they get sick. Right. They go to right. where the experts and the doctors right. and the right. hospitals are and take beds from people that need them. 
that are, you right. know, and it, it really, Chris is the head of the hurry up and die unvaccinated people caucus. Yes, same, yeah. same. It's yeah. also like, don't wear a seatbelt, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. go here. If you're not going to do that, then don't do all this stuff. Bye now. Mm-hmm. Judy, you probably as someone that works the road. I cannot wait for them to require it on planes. We, mm-hmm. Why? FAA, you, that that's, that's why understand. we can't smoke on planes, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what? The other thing is, I've because I've been traveling a lot, um, I double mask. Mm-hmm. I always wear my glasses. But it's not the plane that really bugs me. It's the airport. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is, and the, some of the people with the chin diapers where they don't cover, yep. this is the worst. <laughs> they don't cover the, no, the nostrils. It's so passive aggressive. It's like, you know, and it's like, no, you know exactly what you're doing with your big schnoz sticking out. And I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. You know, that's the worst part. (laughs) Yeah. We just, did I say it's this month? We're passing the death toll of the Spanish flu in 1918. And this is completely preventable. It was avoidable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what's, it's just astounding. We were talking about all the 9-11 remembrances and, you know, uh, people were talking about the bravery of people on Flight 93. We're like, people wouldn't even put a piece of cloth on their face without punching a flight attendant right, today. Like, right. what? And I blame Trump. I When they go, oh, oh what's the please? difference between chicken he, pox and polio vaccine? Him. I blame him. Him. I do, too. Yeah. He has unleashed the hate and dumb oh my god i can't st- okay i'm getting really I'm, i can't i can't it gets i'm trying to be really professional but i can't i can't take it anymore like where how did we get to this point where i get on planes and i say to the flight attendants has how has it been are you okay they're like you can't even imagine they're there to save our lives in case of an emergency yeah. not to have to fight with passengers yep. who are dumb entitled yep. It's like, oh, my God, get over yourself. Nurses and doctors, the abuse nurses and doctors are taking, right? It's insane. And, and, you know, these are the, they're, they're, you're there to, to save their lives. And some of the deniers are denying it right up till they die, Mm -hmm. until they're intubated. Did you you read about the healthcare workers who quit because they don't want to get vaxxed? Yes. There's no place for women to give birth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's good. They can't give birth. But they have to give birth because, yeah. you know, Judy, they can't, I can't get an I abortion. Can't, I can't get in to see my 98-year-old mom with Alzheimer's because half the people in her nursing home won't get vaccinated. And there's an, there's more cases. I, I, I can't even, every time they open it for a second, they they close it back down again because right, there's right. another COVID case. It's, right. it's, uh, it is insane that it's even a question of healthcare workers or people that work around old people should have to be vaccinated. I mean, Right, it's just, and that's yeah. who you run to. It's like, yeah need your help too bad and they're wearing like don't fauci my ouchie and and like you know all these anti-vax t-shirts and these people are taking up hospital beds from people who really need hospital beds yeah i i picture that like that rage that monologue in your like your thought bubble all day long that's what i if you could read judy gold's thought bubble it's just all day long it makes me crazy i i don't like just stop just stop it you're the scream emoticon every day oh you know what i've been doing yes i am you know what i've been doing now when i (laughs) want this is so obnoxious but every if i'm in the airport right and someone's not wearing a mask i this is now what i do because i used to just go can you please now i just say mask i walk by (laughs) nose (laughs) nose (laughs) like if it's down here i just i and and elisa my lover is like judy we're going to get killed. We are going to get killed. 
Stop. Yeah. Stop yelling. Um, listen, if someone could yell... Stephanie Miller. This Friday at uh, the Lofted City Winery, uh, on my behalf, I would be forever... I Please, always someone heckle Judy Gold with... Stephanie Miller. At every one of her shows. <laughs> be, you must be vaxxed and maxed if you have not picked that up by now. Uh, and get your tickets. Uh, Judy Gold Live is a, a, a just... You cannot... Bucket list, man. Yes, she's the delight. Yeah, and your bucket list oh, might be sooner than you. you think with COVID. Yeah. So I would hurry. Oh, that's dark. Hi. Yeah. You, you, you hurry. Dark. Really? Dark. If you die without seeing Judy Gold live, you're going to be pissed. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Judy Golden. Can I say? I before? love you. Happy 40th. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can I? Right. Can I say before I go? Stephanie Miller. Okay. Thank you. Oh God. Right. Love if you. You know what's gonna happen now. Yeah. You know what's gonna happen now. All right. Love you, Judy Gold. Mwah. I love you guys. Thanks, Bye. Judy. Mask. Judy. Nose. Okay. Mask. Nose. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, yeah, I, I just happened to be here. Good morning. <laughs> my, from calling from my favorite cactus nursery in Tucson. Hi. Yep, yep, the cacti are doing well here in Tucson this morning. <laughs> um, so what do you make of what Roger Stone said? I mean, it's hard to tell what's happening here. I know you right. had talked about this on TV that, you know, we should watch everywhere state capitals because, you know, you're hearing all kinds of chatter, right, about, you know, people saying don't go. Other of these right wing groups are going. What, what do you? What do you? What are your thoughts about this Saturday? So, as is often the case when you're in the intelligence business, intelligence changes. You you get you get varying uh, data at, over time. And so, if you had asked me this question a couple of weeks ago, I'd say, "Hey, we got to really watch this one because they seem to be really upset about the new vaccine mandates by Biden and all of that, and they're coming." And then it, it, the lead, some of the leadership put out messages to the rank and file. Let's not go. It's going to be a false flag. It's all a trap. We're all going to get arrested. I, I think largely here what we're talking about is we may hear the sound of crickets on Saturday. because, And that's a good, good thing because I see Saturday as so much bigger than Saturday. I see it as a, almost a litmus test. Has security been able to, to beef up and handle a crowd at the, at, the, at the rally? Has there been an impact and a chilling effect on violence because of 600 arrests in the January 6th insurrection? Um, are politicians, mainstream politicians, largely going to stay away from the podium on Saturday because they're distancing themselves from the nonsense and the big lie? I, because they're thing- under investigation for the first insurrection, perhaps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Please don't make incriminating statements. They don't want to get arrested at Insurrection yeah. 2 Electric Boogaloo? Is that yeah. so, yeah. so now I think the significance of Saturday is all of that. What it says about our future, what it says about people distancing, what it says about the chilling effect of 600 arrests, all of that's really good. And, and Capitol Police having conflicting intelligence are erring on the side of caution. That's why the fence is going back up. But ultimately, we could see... Uh, a crowd size that's smaller than Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testimony. <laughs> he went there. He, yes. he went there, ladies and gentlemen. Frank Laguzzi did not see a Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's ball joke coming from Nick, Frank Laguzzi. Did not. Did not. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for some, some one Proud Boys leader is encouraging people to show up. Others have discouraged attendance. So, uh, you know, saying it's a trap, just like what Roger Stone said. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to make of this. Let's skip to cut eleven, Roger Stone, uh, real quick. If there's a single arms protester there, they'll be working for the federal government. This is so obvious. Who would go there armed? 
Folks, I'm appealing you. Stay away. Stay safe. Stay in your homes. Okay. Well, because guns are illegal, right, in D.C. So... (laughs) This public safety message brought to you by Roger Stein. Right. Uh (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I it, yeah, okay like that for instance the former Trump campaign in who's organizing this uh, justice for J6 is that what it's called yep. insurrection Two electric boogaloo um, announced that attendees should not wear clothing or carrying signs showing their support for Trump he said we requested anybody attending our events not wear any clothing or signs support of either Trump or Biden oh yeah because there's a lot of Biden supporters that were planning on going to the I mean I what does that mean because they I, Right. So I think I think there's been some behind the scenes messaging here from the Trump orbit to this guy, Brainerd, who runs a a look ahead, this organization saying, look, if this is going to get ugly and we're going to be supporting people who are criminals arrested for January 6th, how about not associating it with us, please? We don't need any more of this. And and I think I think that's what it is. He wants to try to get into closer to the Trump orbit and doing that requires distancing you know, a wacko cause with with Trump overtly. That that's what's going on here. I have to tell you what I'm far more concerned about now is the is the raw remote locations. When you watch the Proud Boys chat, for example, they use the phrase going local. Let's go local. Let's stay away from DC. And there's alternate dates set up, Stephanie. We now have easily a dozen rallies planned for september 25th the next weekend and that's where i get worried about the stress that's going to get put on local county and state law enforcement when they have to deal with that we see the proud boys almost every weekend particularly on the west coast engaging in some kind of violent interaction in in cities like uh olympia washington you know portland seattle that that kind of stuff could be coming to a neighborhood near you that's the greater concern right yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know if you were noticing during all that, the law enforcement techniques that we were enforcing here in the studio. Um, I made Travis get the spray bottle of water to yeah. stop my dog from we barking. Will that work against Proud Boys if you just go ah, and spray water? Does that? No? They, they, will, they will still bark, but they don't like anything with water. They sh- they shower about once a month. And ah. anything in Anything in between. They're like gremlins. Don't don't get them wet or feed them after midnight. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Frank. Um, Now, (laughs) we just talked about, you know, off air about the uh, this disgusting that Nasser investigation or lack thereof. And these brave uh, female gymnasts that were testifying yesterday. Um, You just tweeted long overdue. FBI fires Michael Engman, a lead agent on the failed Nasser investigation. Um, You know, Chris was saying he heard. someone talking about uh, you know that oh fbi agents don't like to don't like to take um sexual abuse uh cases because quote that's not what they signed up for then why are they in the fbi is there some carve out for little girls that you don't need to protect little girls sorry did i miss that so first let let me say what should be obvious i I was sick to my stomach watching the testimony yesterday i i almost couldn't continue to watch it but it was riveting compelling and and brave stuff impressive young women telling their stories, telling the truth. Now, I have to say, as Chris Ray said, uh, who, by the way, was not the director when this debacle happened. Yeah. Uh, Comey was. But as he said, this is not the daily activity of how the FBI works. It's not. This is an aberration. And here's what's most disturbing. I'm always about, hey, maybe there's incompetence. There's more than incompetence going on with that Indianapolis response. Here's what's happening. The SAC, the special agent in charge of that office, was negotiating for a job in retirement 
with the U.S. Olympic Committee. Mm. He failed to disclose that. Oh. But there are rules for this. If you're a senior executive, yeah. I had to do this when my retirement was coming up and I was talking to companies about corporate security jobs. Guess what? I had to tell the ethics officer, I'm talking to these companies. I have to recuse myself from anything to do with them. He never did it. Worse, he lied about it, as did the, the agent who was fired, to inspector general uh, investigators. They've got to be prosecuted. And conspicuously absent from the hearing yesterday was DOJ explaining yeah. why they declined prosecution of these two guys. Well, and further, since we brought up Chris Ray. And I said that, that he this he wasn't there when this started, the investigation. But uh, Sad Truth on Twitter tweets, Chris Ray said his FBI will thoroughly investigate any allegations of sexual assault. Cool. Let's start with the 4,500 Kavanaugh tips that he ignored. Um, I agree with Senator Whitehouse. We need a real FBI investigation of someone with a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. What is your take on that and on Chris well, so Ray? Here's where, yeah, here's where I kind of get sideways with Senator Whitehouse. Who, who, and then and I'll tell you also okay. where I agree okay. with him. So first, there's the nefarious. Uh, White House continually wants to paint this with a nefarious brush. And I, I, from somebody who's been inside the organization for 25 years, I can tell you these these background investigations, and particularly a reinvestigation of a background, which is what Kavanaugh was, right? He had yeah. been investigated umpteen times as a federal judge. They, the parameters of those are controlled by the requester, in this case, the White House. It is a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre MOU. <clears throat> it should be changed. I've told White House's office this, personally. Change the goddamn MOU and stop complaining about it. Yeah. Right. But it's the only thing the FBI does where they have a client that's not the American people. OK, now there is nothing stopping. We have a new White House now. So if there's four thousand leads sitting somewhere and I, I question whether there's a really four thousand valid, valid tips. But if they're sitting there, why can't the current White House or the Congress say reopen these investigations? If Thank you were you. handcuffed. If you were handcuffed by the previous White House, the handcuffs are off. Get to the bottom of these leaks. Yes, it, it, it is clear the tip line was a garbage can in the White House. Like, oh, yeah, let the tip. Yeah, here's the tip. It was a dumpster. Oh, just, just so you know, my sources confirmed that those all of those tips went to the Senate. So they cannot plead ignorance on this. They have them. Yeah. OK, well, so let's go on this. For a lifetime appointment. Very important. Okay. Um, so speaking of investigations, on January 6th, um, you said uh, on the uh, Capitol Police disciplining six officers for conduct related to January 6th, you said more facts, please. Breaking on a Saturday on the anniversary of 9-11. Um, you, uh, you also said, hmm, hundreds of law enforcement officials were prepped early for uh, potential January 6th violence. You also tweeted the January 6th investigation getting interesting. FBI seizes Oath Keepers, lawyers, phone, and seditious conspiracy. I mean, there is so much that we still have to uncover about January 6th, including this uh, Capitol cop who may have revealed the lawmaker's location. And this is what AOC said when everybody mocked her. She said, why do you think I didn't want to go to the secure location? She, you know, she in particular sensed a vibe from the, you know, and from this whatever Capitol policeman who his friend. So let me just go through what happened. His friend basically 
called the FBI on him. Um, the, the allegation stems from a conversation the officer had with a friend the week after the riot in which he allegedly revealed information about the secure location he helped evacuate lawmakers to during the riot. Uh, the friend called the FBI tip line to report the conversation, expressed concerns the agent subscribed to Trump's election conspiracy theories. What do you know about this, Frank? Well, that's just recently breaking. What 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 really got my attention and should get everybody's attention, and I, I know your listeners are savvy enough to know this, when you see a press release come out on a Saturday, uh, particularly yeah. a weekend a weekend where we're marking the 20th anniversary of 9-11, uh, you, you should go, uh-oh, somebody doesn't want us to really pay attention. Yeah. What, what did yeah. the, and, and who released the press release about the Capitol Police officers facing discipline? The Department of Justice, not the Capitol Police. So what's going on here is Capitol Police have done this inquiry of 30-some-odd officers regarding their conduct in and around January 6th. The good news is they only see six officers that merit discipline. But here's the bad news. If you are if you merit discipline because of your conduct in and around January 6th, which, by the way, was an insurrection, why is it you're not getting fired? What What is it that you did that ah, is so de minimis that you really don't deserve to get fired? It was a God darn insurrection. If you if you engaged in misconduct, I don't care if you posed for photos with the protesters or you, as you just said, disclose the secret location that the safe hard room you bring Congress members to, you need to get fired to send a message yeah. that we can't have you doing anything inappropriate. Why did DOJ release this information and not Capitol Police? Because they're going to have to disclose this in discovery in all the prosecutions of the knuckleheads that got into the Capitol. And the knuckleheads are going to say, hey, the police let me in. And you're going to have to disclose the files that go, you know, you're right. Some cops did let you in. Yeah. All of that yeah. needs to be transparent. And those officers should be dis- Yeah. Should be well, we saw some of that video of them like, oh, you know, just taking the barricade down. Yeah, come on in. I mean, it, it, Okay, so a lot we don't know yet. Um, you tweeted uh, just of the, the Woodward book, uh, Trump could go rogue, Millie took top secret action to protect nuclear weapons. You just tweeted, my God. When a former FBI agent says, my God, <laughs> I mean, it is terrifying even for someone like you, how close we came uh, to all I, of I, Yeah, I, can't, I cannot believe that we had a president at the time. And, and what, let's see, this is January 6th, 7th, that Milley's calling China. He's telling, he's calling his people into the war room. So what, for about two weeks, we had, we had a president who many feared could launch a military strike as some kind of diversion in an attempt to overthrow the election. Okay. People now are jumping all over Millie saying, oh, my God, he violated all kind of protocols. He's got to step down. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't see that argument. I think what he said was, look, I've got to be a part of this chain. If if tactical uh, maneuvers are ordered, he can't trust all those generals and admirals in the room. He doesn't know who's back channel. The yeah. sec death yeah. can't be re- trusted at the time. They're all Trump people. The cabinet is all Trump. They can't invoke 25th Amendment. They won't do it. He's got to do what he's got to do. He talks to foreign counterparts all the time. He was reassuring them. I, I don't I don't see it except as a good thing. Now, I want to tell you something. I am not a fan of General Milley. I think he should have stepped down after Lafayette Square when he walked the president over to the church. Yeah. I don't like the guy. I don't I don't like him. And I think it I think he should have stood up at at that time and Thank said, you. 
We've got a president would have been helpful in the second impeachment. So we could have prevented. Yes, I'm worried about I'm worried about the nuclear launch codes. He should have come out and said that. I don't care for the way he handled it, but I don't think he should be court-martialed. Yeah, and he clearly has bigger balls than Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend. Uh, okay, I just had to get one in because yeah. you got Twitter, one in. Twitter is all a Twitter about uh, what Frank said about yeah. Nicki Minaj's... Frank made a ball yeah. joke. Okay, uh-huh. all right. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Frank Flaguzzi. Come back more often. Nicole Wallace just can't hog you all the time. <laughs> I'll see you, I'll all see right. you later. All right, thanks, thanks Frank. Frank. All right, there he goes.